Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hi. You know that movie you always wanted to see, but you didn't for whatever reason? Well, I call those black hole films. Everyone has them, and this podcast aims to do something about that. I'm Jeremy Lalonde, and every episode I'll be joined by one or more guests to watch a film that at least someone in that group hasn't seen. We'll talk about our expectations of it before it, and then our thoughts after it. This is episode 10, and I'm joined by Fab Filippo, who is a writer and actor who I want to say created the show Billable Hours. I believe that's true. He was the lead in a movie that I had the poster of in my apartment at film school way downtown. Um, and he's been on a ton of TV series, both as a writer and an actor. And he most recently done this amazing digital series that he wrote and directed and appears in as well called Save Me that you can see on CBC Comedy. Please check it out. You will not regret it. And we sat down and watched the film together. So we're sitting down to watch Shaft. I'm here with... Fab Filippo. And you have not seen the movie. I have not seen the movie Shaft. You know um, nothing about it. You called me... <laughs> You said, or you messaged me, and you said, uh, what classic movie, what movie do you feel like you haven't seen that you should have seen? And Shaft was actually the first movie that I thought of. That's amazing. Why? Because, you know, Shaft is not, it's not even a movie. It's like a term. It's a term. Yeah. You know, like, it's so classic that, that like, it represents every black exploitation film, right? It, it, I don't, I don't want to say it started the genre, but it might have. It, I don't think it started it. Um, like, you, you think it was the first black exploitation movie? It, it was the first mainstream one. Right, right, right. If not the first one. And definitely the biggest, like, ever. Well, it was the first real movie that was kind of embraced, that Hollywood embraced, that was not predominantly black, because I think the producers were white. Um, I read somewhere, I want to say it was Warner's, do I have the page open? I did a little, I was just doing a little research earlier, and I think, I want to say it was Warner's, the, the, the summer it was being made, um, the, the studio that it was involved in was going broke, and they needed a hit. Oh, really? And, they, and Shaft was like a movie they were working on. They're like, we need this to work for white More audiences. More than just an African-American audience. Yeah, yeah. and so they were, they, I think they were conscious about trying it to make it work for a, 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 more of a four-quadrant than, than you were expecting. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, I, I, you know what, I, I wish I knew. All I know That's okay. is that... okay, you, you don't know, you can look it all up after. I have no, like, all, all I know, I know, I, it was, I know the music. Mm-hmm. Isaac Hayes. Yeah, Isaac Hayes. I know, I know Richard Roundtree. Yeah. Uh, who plays Shaft. Um, it's, it's, uh, what I do know is, I remember reading that the, the, somebody at the NAACP was responsible for coining the term black exploitation. And yeah, my wife was asking about it and didn't she her one of her favorite movies is I'm gonna get you sucker. Oh really? Which is like a spoof of Shaft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she's like, what is this movie? I'm like, well one of your favorite movies is uh, you should watch this. She's like, no, I'm just gonna go watch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, but she didn't was asking what black exploitation meant. I was like, I don't really know. Well it's uh it's just like a this is as much I know, and I know from film school. Like it's a, it's it's a it's an offshoot of a subgenre that was already it was called exploitation. Yeah, no, that ended, right? Yeah, yeah. So black exploitation was just it was meant for a black audience, and then it just and maybe you're right. It was around Shaft that it kind of broke the, yeah. just that audience. But isn't it terrible that it's like we're making a niche? 
exploitation. Yeah, it's like it's niche. Why is it niche? Because it's, it's for black people. It's like yeah. what a terrible. It's awful. Like because it's like that's a huge percentage of the huge American audience. Population, but right? it's like it's a it's a sub subgenre of a niche. There's so much that we don't know too about sort of you know black entertainment in America. You know, we always this has nothing to do with the movie we're seeing tonight. But I just remember reading recently that Bob Newhart is credited with having like inventing the comedy album actually because his album was sort of the first white album to go uh, big but it was actually oh my god I'm blanking on his name Pryor? no Sanford and Son um, um, Red Fox Red Fox Jeez. yes so Red Fox they so Motown or uh, another Motown label was the first to start to put out these black comedians and and comedy albums and they got huge in in the African American community, and Red Fox was basically the first first one that got big and then broke. And so, and then white comedians started to make um, comedy albums as well. So, like, there's just so much. You just basically um, African Americans invented everything. Hey, rock and roll, culture wise, yeah, rock yeah. and roll, everything. We watered it down, yeah, with our whiteness. Um, I have seen this movie, yeah, but. I haven't seen it in at least 20 years because I had a friend who was obsessed with Shaft in high school. Uh, very white guy. <laughs> um, but would, was just... And that's why I watched it because he was obsessed with it and he would always quote it. Like, that was his thing that he was into Shaft. Um, so that was his personality. He basically... Yeah. I need a thing. Um, yeah, that was his thing. I'm going to get into Shaft. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, he was into Shaft and... Um, Oh, come fly away! What's that band? App, not Abba. Jesus, Sticks. Oh, Sticks. Like Sticks yeah. and Shaft are the two which don't really go together. Yeah, that's weird. That's a total <laughs> odd. Yeah, that's like. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if I've seen all three Shaft movies, but I think I've seen the first one and Shaft's Big Score. I don't think I've seen Shaft out of Africa. I, I haven't seen the Sam Jackson remake either. Oh no, no, no! And apparently they're in the midst of relaunching it again. Really. Another Shaft? Uh, like, in, like just rebooting like Shaft? Like Son of Shaft, I think, is like the idea. Oh, that's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. That's pretty is good. Is Richard Browntree alive still? He is alive, yeah. Oh, so then one. that's a perfect way to do it. Yeah, yeah. But he's also had this very weird career where he kind of never... He kind of never broke. I mean, he's done a lot of TV. Like, if you IMDb yeah, 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 him, yeah. you can see that. But, like, he sort of hovered around the line of, like, kind of... Going outside the black exploitation genre, but he really, he really stayed in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, it's funny because it's like I've always been the kind of, I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna like it because I've always been the kind of uh, moviegoer that, as much as I want to uh, like things that are uh, like either kitsch or you know, or bad on purpose or, you know, like any, anything sure. like that. Like I, 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 I've always kind of intellectually understood, oh, that's really good. But I, I've never really gone nuts for it. I was never mm. like a big John Waters fan. Yeah. But I knew when I was watching. But you appreciate the idea. I appreciate the idea. And when I was watching those movies, I, you know, I, so, but I've never seen a black exploitation movie. I don't think all the way through. All right. Yeah, well, let's so watch we go. one today. Let's all go to the lobby. To get ourselves a treat. Alright, so we just finished Shaft. 
We just finished Shaft. And it was MGM, not Warner. I think I said Warner's before. About the, uh, so yeah. you started talking. What was Everything I said before was wrong, basically. Uh, so your first reaction, I'm like, stop talking. We need to... Yeah, yeah. Oh, it just ended and I wanted to leap to my feet. Um, uh, it was just so... I don't know. Like It, it had all the sort of... Uh, um, uh, okay, first of all... Uh, I can't even speak right now. Because uh, you're so in awe I'm of the show. So chef. in awe. And I um, I smoked a fatty before I watched this. So, um, so yeah, ask me questions, leading questions. Uh, how was it different from, or what, what was it was that was different from what you expected? You know, honestly, I didn't expect the, mo- the, the story to be so kind of tight and the movie to have a kind of depth and then the sequences are so cinematic like really in a way that you kind of um really actually cinematic in a way you kind of yeah. don't see anymore as much you know no, it's cool like that that se- that missionary sex scene yeah yeah, yeah. Cat, which is just really him her like as you mentioned, giving him the weirdest massage, uh, but that's but it's overlaid with like lights, yeah, and texture, totally. You know? And even that scene where he goes in with uh, the woman in the shower, and and he corrects where the glass landed, and then they just push in on the uh, what kind of glass is that? Uh, how would oh, you describe the, it? Is it beveled? No, it's not. It's not beveled. quite beveled. It's like I know why. But that that's, that glass, it's like they have watery in, glass. It looks yeah. like you're looking through water. But it, the camera pushes in, and it turns into like a mosaic. Yeah, and it keeps on going. And it gets it's such it's so, there's an art there's such an art to the movie, um, for sure. And those sequences they get really silent at the end when they're all sort of uh, when the um, oh my god I can't talk, dude. <laughs> it was a bad idea. <laughs> Um, okay, so the final, uh, the final sequence when everybody's kind of getting together and, uh, the ending, the ending, (laughs) you know, the ending of the movie. Yeah. That part was really good. Um, well, it's very much, there's so much stuff going on here because he's kind of like a James Bond, Philip Marlowe, but black. Yeah. Um, and super shitty to women. <laughs> oh, this movie is like it's 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 the one of the most sexist. Like I, I, it's awful. It's awful. It scores no yeah. points. Because I've been watching James Bond movies, like the older ones recently, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I don't think he's that bad as Shaft is here. And James Bond is pretty rapey sometimes. Yeah, but like literally every woman in this movie was just there. To, to please him. To have, have sex with him, basically. That's it. Like, I, is there one female character in the movie? No. Not, no, not, no. There's three. And one, like, one was definitely his lover. There was the white woman who he dismissed in the nastiest way. Yeah. And I don't know that it was a, it was a race thing or it was just because... Like, literally, <laughs> but the whole scene was just to show him being shitty. douchey to this woman. Like, yeah. that's the whole scene. He, yeah, he comes back, she's there, and he's like, get out. And she's like, hey, you know, you're a great lover, but you're mean. And he's like, yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah. And then 
He's like, hey, by the way, close the door. Close like, the you, door. There's so many moments for him to just have an ounce of redemption and nothing. And you don't need that scene in the movie otherwise to just let us know. Does not do anything. Doesn't drive the story forward. Doesn't even give us a character. particularly nice texture to the character. No, it, it, it does the opposite. Yeah. But they wanted that. That's a very intentional move because you don't need that scene. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, yeah. They wanted to... So there's that, but there's, they wanted to make sure we knew Shaft was, yeah, was, I was I almost bad to the ladies. I want to say there's some Godfather stuff going, but this predates Godfather. Like the idea of like all yeah, those things yeah, happening yeah. at the end and building up, and because the climax is pretty quick. It's yeah, it's quick, but it's built kind of brilliantly. Like I just feel like I uh, on a. Like the score is just, it's, it's, it, I've heard the score before. Sure, you know that music. You know, I know the music, but like seeing it with the picture for the first time was like, it, it is even better. You like, were giddy during the opening credits. Oh, yeah. And how many movies can you say that, like, as you watch them, you're like, you're bopping, you're bopping your head? Like, you're like, you know. It's got style for days. Yeah. You know, just from the production design. And it holds the, up the style. That's the crazy thing. Like, that it's it's so uh, the design element is is kind of perfection sometimes. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's very it's very intentional. Um, but as a character, it's like you don't hate him despite. What's the? Uh, go ahead. What's the director's name? Gordon. Gordon Parker. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't know. Let me see. Yeah, Gordon Parks. Parks, so close. Um, so, yeah, I was just saying that the, the, the direction, it epitomizes the 70s in a way that other films I feel that are, are iconic of the 70s don't do as well as this movie. Like what, which ones? Like, I don't know, like, um, like it's up there with French Connection, this movie. That's how much yeah. I, I like like I, I, It was not like, because when you haven't seen Shaft, you get this notion that it's a black exploitation movie and it's not, it's like low budget and it's not, you know, it's, it's not that great. Like they don't, yeah. we don't think of Shaft as a great film. But is, do it's, we? It, is it? Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's well loved. It's loved, but like, I, I mean, on a cinematic level, do, is Shaft considered Shaft. like a great, a, like, no, but I think, it's very of its time, and so it's like you have to view it under that. Like when you, especially look at his character and just how, yeah, how he treats women. Yeah, he's not. Like what's surprising about the movie is how aware of racism it is, but you also don't get the sense that he just hates white people. Yeah, but I think that's also the influence of MJM being like, let's make sure this is palatable for both true. races. True, I think true. That was very conscious, like. He's making fun. It was that great moment where the the one the cop tells he pulls a black pen to his face like you're not as black as you think yeah. you are. <laughs> he holds up the white coffee and the, cup and the white cup. Um, yeah, but, the, but is it regarded for like being cinematic? I don't know. It's not mentioned much unless you're talking about. That. Well, I think that's what I'm surprised. Like that, it surprises me because I just thought the craft the craft was at a at a really high level. And um, I didn't. I just didn't expect that. I guess I didn't expect it. That's great. That's a nice surprise. Yeah, you were expecting it to be crappier. I was expecting it to be yeah, a little more. Uh, 
a little more like Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of yeah. kind of idea, right? Like or like a kind of well, well, they lack in sound quality. They make up for in picture. Yeah, the sound design was. There was some just terrible ADR. Yeah, yeah. and some bad foley. Oh, like there's that scene I pointed out to. We were watching it where like they're running up the stairs when they uh, get the other guy for the first time, and all of his friends are killed. And it reminded me of, have you ever seen that video on YouTube where they've taken the end of A New Hope and they've taken the music out? Oh, yeah, And it's just yeah. that awkwardness of them, like, walking. It reminded <laughs> me of that because it's almost like everything else dropped away. Uh, and you just heard, like, clodhoppers going up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. And then, yeah, it's, it's interesting because you said, because you actually pointed out that, like, they didn't remaster it. Or no, it sounds not good in this movie. Yeah, and it, I, I'm glad though. Like I'm, I, I, I'm like I don't want them to remaster it because I think it <laughs> it adds it, to it. It adds to the like there were so many things that were funny about this movie and genuinely funny and maybe sometimes not intentionally funny. Well, this is what we laughed at the end where they they lower that rope and the guy just gracefully slinks down it and then Shaft throws a super heavy bag and almost hits him. And he just backs up. It just comes flunk. <laughs> And then, and it makes, but th- that was intentional because then it cuts to the the mob guys downstairs going, "You guys hear that?" Yeah, 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 yeah. It was totally <laughs> intentional. Like, so one of the things that made like as as it was kind of going by, I was like, "How much did they know that some of the stuff was funny or not? Like, what's intentionally funny in this movie?" Yeah, I mean, clearly, like there's there's a comedic element. Well, just his dialogue. There's so much of attitude to it. Yeah, yeah. That. You know, it's intentionally stylized, it's intentionally funny. But how much stuff like that... But how not... much of it? You know, there was some stuff that's just so brilliant that I think they cannot... Have... Gordon Parks could not have meant it. Yeah. Because it was just too brilliant. No, like, you know, I don't know. It's I guess maybe it's also kind of like watching... In a weird way, it's kind of like watching an Ed Wood movie, but... No, it's not, no. actually. Not at all, no. That's what surprised me about this, because I thought it would be... That kind of B you have to make excuses for it. Like black exploitation movies were B movies. Yeah, that, you know they were. That's why I make the Ed Wood correlation. Sure. Um, so, but like it was so much better than that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah like the only part of it that doesn't that that doesn't hold up is just his treatment towards women. Well, the politics of the whole movie are it is kind of interesting, and it was the seventies, right? It's of its so time. you you if you can look at it through the guise of that time. And give it a bit of a pass. Yeah. Yeah, but in some ways it was more progressive than today. Like, in terms of race, the movie is... Well, even that one scene with the, the gay guy. Yeah, yeah. Is yes, that... that guy who goes, you know, who just fully sort of admits he's... Yeah, Chaff doesn't care. He's gay and, like, Chaff doesn't care and... But even that, have that in a movie in 1971. Yeah. Well, then again, Midnight Cowboy. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, the Panic... Part. No, no, was it... Oh, Cruising. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like... Well, the Hayes production code was over by then. Yeah, yeah. So you could swear, you could... Yeah, you wouldn't get away with half the stuff that happened in Shaft without the... If, if, if those, those things were still in... So he was with at least three women. We don't know if that one woman... Yeah, did he have, like, two daughters? What was that it's scene? I mean, is that his sister? Was that his sister? It's never clear. They never pointed out. Which makes yeah. you think that he's just got a woman in every side of the city. Yeah, exactly. He's got children everywhere. He's got women everywhere. He just spreads himself out. But he asked for a key. He doesn't live there. At one point, she's like, hey, take the key so you can get in later. That's true. 
That's true. So. Hmm. I wonder who that woman was. Let's look it up later. She was the only woman that wasn't there to have sex with him. Yeah, because she'd already had sex with him. And she was now a used cow. Yeah. And he didn't want anything. You already had babies. That's awful. But probably true of Shaft. Let's be honest. It's a terrible thing to say. I agree with that. But for Shaft, I would believe that to be the case. Yeah. He still likes her. He's going to do right by his daughters. But he's not going to have sex with her mother anymore. No, no, no. That's that's not Shaft like. Okay, can I can I make an admission that I didn't realize that Shaft sounded like penis? I'd never I'd never thought of it that's before hilarious to me, that today. I know. And then I was like watching the movie, and he's all about his penis, Shaft. He's all about walking around talking about get. He's like really proud to get laid. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Where, <laughs> I'm getting where, laid. Where are you going? Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, like actually, Shaft is kind of like a a weird sort of douchebag, uh, you know, that boasts about banging chicks and he just walks across whatever street whenever he wants. Yeah, to. Yeah, like doesn't care about traffic. I hate those people. But you didn't in did real he, life. Yeah, did you get the Shaft did it? Did I care that Shaft did it? No. Were you like that? Yeah. No, no. And I want to believe that that's not. Production cars. I don't think they had the budget for that. I think Richard Browntree just walked across the street yeah. and they shot it. Well, you didn't need the permits back then to do like half, half the stuff we have to get permits right. to do. Can you imagine now just like shooting an actor walking across like, you no, know, the gardener? They stole all that stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. the gardener is different than walking. But yeah, that th- all that stuff in the city of him, all those montages of him walking around thinking and just like on the beat and yeah, trying yeah. to find people. It's like that's I'm sure they shot that with just Roundtree, Parks, and the DP. Well, you know the car chase in French Connection, for instance, was not like they they didn't have streets locked down. Like they shot that in traffic. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy what what you were able to do. You know, it's it's way more exciting because now if you if you just want to shoot a car driving around, you know, you have to get, like, cops and you have to, like... I mean, you yeah. can do it, but... Well, that's what we did in, like, this peop- this movie's not out yet, but that's what you saw the other day. Go-getters. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's those shots where they're running and stuff. We put people, uh, cabin or DP into, like, a plastic wash tub and just chased them down the street. Oh, really? With me running in front of the actors, yelling people to get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the only way you can get some shots like that. We had permission to be on the street, but there's no way we have permission to do that kind of thing. No, you can't, like, see, yeah, so some of the stuff that, it's so raw, and also the film stock, and it's just like, it just feels, it feels more real than anything we can do now. Now, maybe I'm just kind of being nostalgic and looking at the time period and going, you know, it is a different, you know, they're capturing a whole different world, you know, when you look at some films, uh... Like, I try to achieve that stuff. I love that sort of, like, uh, the authenticity that you get from older films, but sometimes you just realize that's not achievable. You well, know? you know what it is? I don't think it's achievable when we look at our own work now because we're still there. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. We're still here. It's like, you look at this now because it's a bygone era. And you can go, that really captured that moment where we have a hard time realizing when we've captured something because we're still in it. That's true. You know, that's true. It's that, yeah. it's that whole argument inside of Midnight in Paris, where it's like you know, 
he appreciates, you know, three generations before, but the people of that generation don't appreciate the generation they're in. They appreciate the generation before them. That's true, but, you know, the other thing is that there's something about cinema before a certain time period, and I don't know... I don't know if we're gonna... They're ever gonna... We're gonna, ever gonna make movies like that again. I, I mean, I, because it's just like... It's they just, were more... Like, a film was more... Uh, important in a weird way than a no, film they were though. But it's just there was less of them. There was less. Like we have just we have an overabundance of media yeah. right now. So we're at peak TV and movies and yeah. So there's a reason why most people know these. Well, first of all, the ones that weren't good never survived, and so the, you know they they were never remastered or or even kept around or digitized in any way. So they just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Um, same as how everyone goes on and says, well, you never see a bad foreign film. It's like, it's, it's, well, the bad ones don't export. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Uh, and, and so I think it's part of it is that they just get weeded out over time, but it's also there's less, and they stuck around in the theaters longer, and people talked about them because everyone knew about them because there was only probably three new movies. Yeah. A month. And that's why you watched the same movie over and over again, too, because there like was nothing else to watch. Well, and they also didn't go into VHS because there wasn't a VHS. Yeah. You know, they did, they stayed in theaters for a year, and then they'd play reruns because every city had, you know, hundreds of theaters. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they're always playing here and there. Uh, and now it's just, yeah, I think part of it is an overabundance of culture. Uh, and people in the binge viewing mentality of people aren't things aren't built to last in a weird way people want disposable entertainment well yeah uh, it's like disposable everything it's it's uh oh god i just sounded like an old man (laughs) oh you people today you're all disposable everything um it's it but it's true though like we make things now that uh we know we're only going to last so long because we're just going to sort of like create something else. Um, and when you look at sort of older films, there's, you're right, there's like, there's terrible movies, but I, I find that the ones that have lasted, you know, there's a quality in them that... There's a care uh, that's put into them. Yeah, I think it was kind of, there's something to be said about, like, it's easy now with our technology to kind of, to capture things, you know, it was harder for them. So it's, it's just kind of harder earned. Yeah. Well, it's just the idea of like taking a photograph back, you know, before digital photography. So you had to think about every shot you took because yeah. you only had 24 of them and I guess it's going to cost you to see how they turned out. Yeah. You know, you thought before you, you took a photo where now you just, Oh, that didn't look good. Oh, I didn't look good. And, like, and then, you know, you perfect your duck face or whatever you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and so that's all forgotten. I think a lot of filmmakers work that way too. They don't think about, they're just like, Oh, we'll just shoot a whole bunch of stuff and see how it feels in the editing room. They're not sitting there on set going, how's this going to cut together? Yeah. And then they're just like, let's just shoot everything. TV especially is like that. Um, shoot every angle into the sun. And then there's, but then there's no point of view in a scene. Well, what's interesting is that, yeah, when you're limited in the, amount you can shoot it costs money film's expensive yeah. but you have to kind of consider how you're going to shoot more yeah did you, you know? ever shoot on film as a director uh i made a short yeah. and you know uh uh on super 16 yeah i made a bunch of shorts on on film yeah but did and you cut them on film 
Did, um, did they all get Telus in it? Just one. What the first, and in my first year of film school, we still had the um, the Steenbeck. Steenbeck, and I have one. They gave it to me. No, are, I have it at uh, our farm. You have a Steenbeck. I have a Steenbeck. Oh it's not in working order. Wait, anything. you have a farm? <laughs> You'll come up. We'll be good. Bring the kids. We're gonna be best friends now. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, so they were getting rid of them, and I was like, "What are you gonna do with that?" They were gonna literally put it to a dump. I was like, "Please, can I have it?" Oh my god, uh, that's great. So yeah, so I cut on something, and same thing. It's like every slice you make, you have to think about yeah. it because you're slicing into the film. I've only ever cut on uh, Super Eight. I remember in my first year of film school, um, yeah. I I, uh, I was cutting on Super Eight, and uh, yeah, it was insane. I didn't like it because I'd already used the Avid. Yeah. Before I did that, so yeah, I, was, I came from like in high school. I was cutting on Final Cut. And, yeah, yeah, you premiere. So it's a weird thing because, in a way, it's like, yeah, they were like much more skilled in in terms of uh, being able to imagine what's possible. Yeah. Like if you think of Hitchcock, you know how he manipulated the studio because he knew what would cut together. Like between, like he would only shoot portions of scenes yeah. in particular ways so that they could only really cut it that way. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we like we can have an idea now, but I don't. I don't think as filmmakers it's required. Having said that, we have a different skill because we uh, we can go in and be like, okay, I know I'm going to shoot the shit out of that. I know I'm going to do that. I don't know, you know, like so. Yeah. Um, I I really like the doing it as an experiment, but I couldn't imagine doing like a feature on and cutting it on film. No, I would hate to. Like I would the hate to. Of, Effort. It's it's. I, I respect the artistry and craftsmanship that went into it, but I, man, it would be. But yeah, but what like, I took away from that, and what I took away from shooting on film, because I remember like the first time I shot on film, you could just hear the frames going, and watching like, you know, because I love when an actor just takes their time and does their thing. But when you're shooting on film, they're doing that. You're just like, I can't use this. I can't use this. Like, you're starting to worry about like I'm going to run out of film. We don't have so much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it became and that and that. Is gone now. You don't have that anymore because it's digital. You just keep on shooting and shooting. It doesn't matter. It's hard yeah. to get cheap. Um, but that kind of discipline and being worried about being precious about your footage, I think, stuck with me to a little degree. And that uh, I'm not precious. I'll go. I'll do a, a dozen takes if I need to. But also about going. We don't need to overshoot things um, because it's just going to get easier into our day. And yeah. we'll, we'll we'll just limit our options for performance later on too yeah I mean there's something to be said well you know limitations are are always kind of um, I think ultimately they're good but I mean I have certain kinds but mm-hmm. it, it's 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 never fun when you're there right like it's never no I impose visual rules on myself for everything I do yeah I'll pick like a kind of like a, a rule list, and that and that's what I use for my my things that limit me. Yeah, because um, I just find that's helpful to help make choices. Yeah. Um. um okay. So uh, Shaft. Um, also, uh, who shot it? Who is the cinematographer? Uh, Urs Fuhrer. His last name was Fuhrer? F-U-R-R-E-R. Wow. And I can't click on it to see what else he did. That's budget that's, was, that's a crazy last name for somebody. Do you, want, do you know, guess what the budget was? Oh, okay. Um, 
First of all, what year are we talking? 71. 71, wow. It came out in 71, so it was probably shot in 70. Um, like 200,000? 500. 500? Wow. And the box office was 13 million. No! Oh my god. So that was a hit for them. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, you know, because in Hollywood, except for the time period we're in right now, the the party line was always that black doesn't sell. Well, that was the this was the movie that was a turning point. Yeah, for for that. Um, but even was, afterwards, they were saying that. Like I, I mean, I'd had somebody in a pitch meeting say it to me. Now. Yeah, not not recently, not since Moonlight. Right. Um, but uh, but like recent enough, maybe ten years ago. Yeah. I know. I, I believe. I firmly believe. What's great about now is that we're in the era of niche, and that's how you you do well. It's like you don't worry about trying to, unless you're like making your four quadrant giant tentpole franchises. Like I firmly believe that the people that are going to excel and do well are the people that pick a niche and do that well, mm-hmm. because you're not worrying about going after. 8 out of 10 people you're going after 3 out of 10 and that's all you need to serve is that niche because there's enough people who's right, not right. going to do that it's like Deadpool proved that really well Yeah, yeah. You know, Get Out proved that really really well you know most of Netflix's stuff does that really really well you know Netflix you know at this rate they're releasing a new series every week yeah it's crazy least, it's right? crazy huh? but and, and you look at that as a consumer you're like it's impossible for me to watch all those shows but they don't expect you to they expect you to really watch one of them a month is for you. And the yeah. rest aren't for you. 13 Reasons Why isn't for everyone. You know? Uh, Dear White People isn't for everyone. Right. You know? All their shows. So th- that's... You, but you have to also sit back and go, oh, right. But do you I'm think... Like, how much do you think that the marketplace... Because there's, there's something really interesting in terms of what's happening with race politics and gender politics right now in, in at least Western culture. Right. And... Um, do you, how much do you think the market dictates that versus, you know, political norms? It's it's such a weird time. Like Trump Dicta- is president, yeah. and and our media is is becoming more and more diverse. More, more diverse. It's not there yet, but it's like it's it's just happening on this exponential level. While politically in the U.S., um, it's as backwards as it's ever been. Yeah, I mean, I think. The world's always been diverse and we're just finally letting it be in, in, in a way that's visible to us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Finally. Um, but then you just have pushback from people that don't want change, don't want things to be different and want the good old days. So, yeah, I, I guess it's a direct reaction to it. It's not and it's not really that weird. I just said it was weird. But in fact, that reaction to what's happening to our culture, that's really that's that's what it is. It's just two different extremes. Right, and extremes isn't is not a good way to put it either, um, because the diversity thing isn't extreme. It's it's what it's the way things always should have been, and they finally are that way. Um, and it's a shame that it could be potentially an offshoot of just trying to prove how wrong the right, the far right is. Right at the same time, I just like I feel like uh, what's kind of amazing about seeing this movie 
um, right now is that we live in a time where th- I, I think if you if I watched Shaft ten years ago even mm-hmm. I would have thought that that movie was so much more progressive than our times culturally right um, but now like this time I was like oh yeah like I I don't feel like that's that outside I thought we we had a much more conservative culture you know a decade ago if you think of the rollback. In feminism too, that happened kind of after the '80s into mm-hmm. the '90s and the 2000s, and it was like this huge kind of rollback where this notion of being a feminist was synonymous with being a lesbian, basically, right? And right? uh, now that's kind of starting to change too, which is fantastic. And mm-hmm. um, I like this notion that our media too kind of it, it, there's some there's a similarity to, to, to what happened in the '70s because because of the saturation factor. I think people are looking for different kinds of TV shows and movies. And that's what they were doing in the seventies because, you know, I mean in the sixties and seventies, pretty much in Hollywood, because they couldn't figure out how to get the audiences, right? The audiences were changing. So yeah. Much. And that was the boon of independent cinema, right? The Corman's and easy uh, rider. All these guys. Yeah. That's like, that's when that kind of broke that's out. That's when that started. And that's what's happening now, but like with television and web and that yeah. kind of stuff. Right. Because there's no, I mean, not to say films aren't happening. We're you know we're making films, but uh, the distribution model has changed and the oversaturation has changed. Well, and, you, and you're right. It's kind of all niche now. Like there's no there's no water cooler kind of stuff anymore. Every once in a while, a show breaks in. Like there's a you know there's a Breaking Bad and uh, Stranger Things and you know kind of reaches across the aisle and gets everybody. But that's that's more of like. You, you kind of can't, I don't know, those, those juggernauts, you kind of, I don't think you can predict. No, you can't, and that's what's great about them. They just hit, it's like, you know, Stranger Things hit, like, that nostalgia thing, where it's just like us, just in love with something that... Nostalgia? I've nostalgia. never heard that. Well, that's exactly what, like, Star Wars is taking advantage of. It's like, they're, they're selling Star Wars back to us, and we're selling it to our children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. loved it. yeah. You know, it's a marketing term, nostalgia. Nostalgia, so it's really? Like, yeah, it's like, it's like nostalgia for us, but it's new for them. But we're passing it along. That's awesome. And keeping those brand and re. I just think that's why so many things are being remade. Yeah. You know, it's like that's why Marvel does so well because it's like all these like nerd dads who grew up with those books and watched them cross over and link into each other's stories. That's true. But it's like couldn't even picture that happening in movies because it had never been done. So now that's happening. So we're like forcing that onto our children. And that's why it's like, you know, you look at Halloween, how many, you know, Captain America and Spider-Man costumes are there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like those are the comics that we grew up with. But now we have kids because because the platforms are so different. We have kids like my son, for instance, um, he knows Star Wars, but he knows it because of video games and he knows it because of books, like books that he's read. Yeah. And uh, it it's th- that particularly is like. I mean, it's more than just like a a, a movie. It's uh, oh my god! Well, it's I, a universe, right? I literally just said Star Wars is more than just a movie. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I really, I, I don't, I don't think I should have smoked the pot before the before <laughs> before the fine. podcast. You're doing well. Before the movie, it was amazing. Before the podcast, it was not. Yeah. You know. Um. So back to Shaft. Back to Shaft. So they're remaking it, sounds like. I was just reading. It seemed like there's like rumors every now and then they're remaking it, but it sounds like they're actually 
writing is it the idea of Son of Shaft? Son of Shaft. Now, who would you cast as Shaft? The Son of Shaft. Oh my god. Oh my god. I have my instant answer. Who's your instant answer? Idris Albers. Idris Elba? Albra. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. I blame the pot. <laughs> well, uh, I think I always say his name wrong. Because you're racist. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, um, Idris Elba would be amazing, actually. I, I, that, think that, about well, Stringer Bell. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, he was going to be the James Bond for a while. That's, I think that's an ever-present rumor. Was it, Daniel Craig, was that just well, Daniel Craig's really? doing one more, so nobody knows who the Bond yeah, will yeah. be after him. But that there's an, a constant petition for him to be it. Yeah. And he would be amazing. That would, it would be a good Bond. It would bring me back. Uh, yeah, he's the first one I thought because you can sell that cold look of him. But does he have like that self-aware smirk that you need? I don't know. He can make his own bond. Yeah, I'm talking more about Shaft. Oh, Shaft. Oh, um, well, let's talk about how Shaft and Bond are quite alike, mm-hmm. actually. Um, no gadgets. Or does he have cat? No. no gadgets. No. But iconic music, right? Iconic music. Guy likes the ladies. Is a little bit douchey to the ladies. Uh, James Bond is far nicer. What is Shaft? Is he a detective? Yeah. Oh, okay. Private Dick. Was that was that a t- was that was that established well in the movie, or was it just a suit like you should, should kind of know before you went in? Uh, at the beginning, he has like an office. You can see his, his John Shaft on it, so he's yeah. professional. No, well, when he gets arre- not arrested, but when those two guys show up and the guy goes out the window, when he ends up in the police station, they talk about having his license pulled. Right, right, right. So he's a private. He's a licensed private detective. He's a private detective. Yeah, and the guy hires him to find his daughter. Yeah, I just asked if <laughs> Shaft was a detective. This is the most informative podcast ever in the history um, um yeah that, and that's like more Phil, so it's like a Philip Marlowe S and that he's a private detective but James Bondy and just the way he's it's most of the women thing I think is where the James Bond reference came from for me um but no but there's also he's like uh you know this is Spy detective, pretty much the same thing, and then he gets hired to to do a thing and gets given a lot of money. It's the only thing, you know. Shaft says he's poor in in uh, in this movie. He said he was born poor, or in, and being born poor. Right, well, he's right, born right. black and poor. Yeah, those are the two things he did wrong. No, what does the lady say? His, the girl says. Uh, he, he says, how are you doing? He says, are you doing any problems? And he says, well, I got two. Uh, I got two problems. I was right, born right. black and poor. Yeah. I was born black and I was born poor. I was born black. Um, oh my God, I was just going to try to imitate Shaft. Don't do it. It's just wrong. This whole, this whole setup is wrong. <laughs> uh, um, two white guys talking about Shaft. Two white guys t- talking about Shaft, uh, like afraid about, uh, about how... I'm personally not afraid... But I'm careful about how I, I talk about Shaft. Uh, all kinds of Shafts. Every Shaft Every I'm afraid sh- to talk about. You're very delicate with My the own Shaft. I'm afraid I don't feel comfortable talking about it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing. Like Shaft is like super confident and 
Um, but like crazy male, like like showing his like ass kind of thing. Like there's there's something about his manliness that is no longer. I don't know. Like yeah. it doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist anymore, and you kind of don't want it to exist anymore. I mean, it does actually exist. That's the thing. I don't think we think it exists, but that kind of... Uh, oh, it exists. It just gets called on more. It's, people don't put up with it. Yeah, you can't walk around doing that. I mean... Uh, <laughs> would you um, would you recommend this movie to other people? And in, oh, in, in what way? Well, I would highly recommend it. I don't think... Um, I, I don't think I got anything bad to say about this movie in general. I had a great time uh, watching it. The music's incredible. Uh, your screening room is incredible. Uh, and the, the music's incredible. Like the acting, you know what the funny thing about it is? Is like, I think the acting's really good actually. But it doesn't, you don't feel, you don't feel they're going, ooh. Yeah, you, there's nothing cringy. Uh, but you know what? It doesn't really matter if the acting is good somehow. Like, I don't, I don't know how a movie like this does it, but it's just like, it really keeps your attention. And I don't think about the actors being actors. Like, I kind of believe that they're all the people yeah. that they are in this movie. And you, you, you made that great observation when, that, when he breaks into that room and it's just like five guys, four guys sitting around in silence. And you're like, <laughs> what was happening before he got there? But yeah. it's like... I don't know, they just appeared and now it's happening and I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, yeah, totally. And th- sometimes it had these little low-budgetness kind of things to, the, to, to it. That It's not like they're having a conversation he walks in on it. They're yeah, literally yeah. sitting in silence. One guy's picking his hair with a knife. But I really think that they probably had like five seconds to get that scene. And because okay, you guys are just sitting at this table and, uh, you know. I want, so, is 500000 a, a big budget for a movie in 1971? Let's check out... Did you phone right there? Look, yeah. Look for, grab an inflation calculator. I'm going to guess six million? You think? That's my guess. Three million. Three million two hundred twenty-four thousand eight hundred eighty thousand ninety-five cents. Overshot it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, wow. So, you know, that's a decent, that, well, that's, that's, a, that's a low budget movie right now. Yeah. But 500,000, yeah. No. So. So it was still pretty low back then. Pretty low. Um, but it, that's what I loved. I loved those moments. I just, it felt like I, you never, like you say, you never for a sense feel like Richard Roundtree's acting. Yeah. Like he is that character. And even when he's being a bit over the top. Like the, that, you know, the, the movie ends with him like talking to his white detective friend. He's like, hey, the case isn't closed. Like, Close it yourself, shithead, or whatever you call him. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs, and he's off. And he walks, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, look, I would say that um, I would recommend this movie uh, to anybody. Um, uh, it, it's fucking fun, and it's, uh, it's great to see that time period from this point of view. Yes. Yeah. It's really, um, uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, and it's the kind of movie I don't think you have to, um, um, with the, ex- you know, with the exception of maybe the misogyny and that kind of thing, 
You don't really have to hand anybody to with an excuse and be like, oh, forgive the dialogues of it, eh, or this or that, or the acting's very stylized. You can just be like, it's Shaft. Yeah. The, it's exactly what you expect it to be, but better than what you expect it to be. Totally. Um, yeah, I never sat back going, ooh, being embarrassed by or cringing at anything. No, no. feeling like it's such a, a representation of that era. It stands up as a, it, it's almost like this little time capsule of a piece. Totally. I w- um, yeah. Will you now seek out the sequels? I will, actually. <laughs> I will. First, I have to watch this. Uh, I have to watch this one again with my wife. And then uh, we'll go through the sequels. I'm, I'm, go- I'm going to make an attempt. They're all on iTunes. Are they? Yeah. Are they expensive? No, it's like to rent it, it's like five bucks. Yeah, yeah. For the HD, and I think the SD is four. No, that's good. Yeah, so, and really, <laughs> I got the HD one. Yeah. I don't think it's required. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to not look it's that, much, that much different. Well, the other thing was the film, you know, like just seeing that stock. I mean, what I would really love is to see this movie at a rep cinema. At a print. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen it advertised anywhere. Yeah, it'd be fun. I'd sit through like a triple bill of all the Shaft movies. Triple? I don't know. All three? They're not that long. They're like an hour and a half each. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have the attention span. But you spread it. You do like dinner in between. Dinner between Shafts. The last three. Yeah. 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 Uh, will you... I don't know if I feel the need to ever watch the Sam Jackson one. Oh, uh, yeah, that would be hard, I John think. Singleton directed that, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. I, that, that sounds like it would be, it would be tough. Because um, the whole draw is seeing this era, this time period. Yeah. You know, even Son of Shaft is like, sure, it might be good and everything, but it's never going to be Shaft, you know? So, unless like, they, you, you're bound to be disappointed. Yeah, unless they do. I think the problem with... Just what I remember of like trailers and stuff of the the remake from like the early two thousands, I think it was, was it just had this glossy look to it that just didn't feel right. Yeah, it had money, which is like I think if you were now gonna redo Shaft, you need to do it for a couple million bucks still. Yeah, you need to do it the way they did it, where they, it's like you don't have the big crane shots. You need to do it that. for three million two hundred and. Yeah. 66,400. <laughs> that's the gauntlet we're throwing down. Yeah. But that's just it. It's like you need to do it, you know, kind of the way, I mean, Jordan Peele did get out, where it's like this $5 million little thing. Yeah. That was only a $5 million movie? Yeah. And, you know, keep it, keep it in there and just let it be like, there's nothing that would be required to be. It's just authentic, you know? Like their biggest budget stuff they had was that that guy going out the window. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, and then that fight at the end with the, that hose. Probably the cleanup of that hose is the most expensive thing they did in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> However long he let that thing go in. But those are all sets. Like, so... I can't imagine some of those buildings existed in real life. Yeah, the backgrounds, like, they were... It was kind of amazing, like, because, yeah, sometimes they looked like, like Les Miserables in the background, you know? Like, the kind of, like, stage, kind of stage poverty. Um, but it, uh, I was surprised at how, how set-like some of the locations were. Yeah. That did surprise me, and I loved it, though. See, there were so many unintentionally funny things, and you look at it from this time period. I wonder what it was like 
to watch it then, you know, in a movie theater. And, um, like he was, he was a total badass, right? Like he was considered like the badass of badasses. Yeah. I'd love to know the point of view of people from that era, like men and women, white and black. And like, is there know. satire in this character? Did they intend satire in Shaft? Like, I don't know if they yeah. did. <laughs> I don't know. Because um, was there satire intended in Saturday Night Fever? Because you could draw a lot of correlations. That's a good question. Yeah. I, I think so. I think they were conscious of how uber male the character was and how they were poking fun at that kind of... Uh, Personality, but never. There's no repercussion for that ever. No, no, no. Like you can't make that guy in a movie now. Now bad stuff has to happen to him. That's the bad guy now in movies. <laughs> yeah, Shaft is the bad guy. <laughs> That's the difference for forty five years. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, and I was, I was gonna ask you to watch the game. You already said that you'd watch it with your wife. Uh, uh yeah, I'd watch it. I wonder if my wife would like it. Like, um. My wife hates everything, so no, she doesn't. But I, I, I make, you know, she will literally watch a TV show for four minutes and be like, I don't like it. My wife says that too. Yeah. I think it's just they're like, my time is precious. Yeah, it's true. It's we're, true. Or I'll go on a journey with something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll watch everything. I like every genre. Well, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cap it off by saying uh, Shaft was worth my time. Good. Yeah, sometimes they aren't. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. Because you were very nervous going into it. Um, yeah, I didn't think, uh, you know, that's the other thing about movies, right? Like, we're parents, we're older now. It's already like 11.30 and I, I'm already asleep, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, things really have to be worth, worth your time. And so I was like, oh, God, am I, I'm going to go sit there and I'm going to watch Shaft and I don't know if it's going to be any good. And I'm way more terrified now that I'm going to be bored in like in a movie or a play or, you know, than I used to be. Because I'm like, I don't want to be trapped here. I want to be doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you feel, you feel precious use of your time. Life's too short for bad movies. Yeah. I just, that's what I think. Well, good thing this wasn't a bad one. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. High five, we're high fiving because we're doing the whitest thing that we can do at the end of Shaft. I got popcorn all over your couch. It's okay. I'll get the kids clean up. I'll try to convince them that they left it there. <laughs> You're going to yell at your kids in the morning Look at all this popcorn! But, Daddy, we didn't clean the popcorn up. I'm just talking with Shaft. <laughs> You're like the Shaft of Dads. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Thanks for joining us for Shaft. If you like the show, please subscribe to the podcast, spread the word about it, rate it on iTunes or on the Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter at Lalon Jeremy, and the Facebook page for Black Hole Films is Black Hole Films. So until next time, go check out something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby.